Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom podcast. My name is Yuri, and today we're going to be talking about the sin that leads to death. In 1 John uh, chapter 5, he makes this uh, distinction, and he, he says uh, in this verse, I think chapter, uh, I'm sorry, verse 4, he says, there is a sin that leads to death, and there is a sin that does not lead to death. As a Christian, that question, I, I've always asked that question, and I did not understand exactly what he meant by that. Is there a sin that leads to death? Like, can I commit a sin that will eventually will lead me to death no matter one, is, no, no matter what? Is there such a thing? And uh, throughout, and, you know, I'm a pastor now, but this question was still unanswered to some extent, if I can say that. I've listened to many different theologians talks about this verse and specifically sin that leads to death. And everyone uh, would kind of answer it halfway for me. I mean, uh, and, and I was, it was not clear in my mind, in my heart. And when God finally, I've read uh, book of John from, from beginning to an end, from beginning to an end, from beginning to an end. And finally, there was this uh, light at the end of the tunnel and God showed me, all right, it, it was all along. It was right there. I just missed it somehow. Uh, and sometimes in life, uh, my biggest problem in my house is uh, something can be right in front of my face right here, but because I look everywhere else and maybe somewhere in a hidden in the shelf and this and that, and I can't see it. And sometimes I call my wife, Victoria, I say, Hey baby, can you find, and can you help me find something? She, and she's like right there, right in front of you. So that's how this verse was in my life. It was right in front of me and I did not see it. So I'm going to read first John chapter five, verse 16. If you see a fellow believer sinning in the way that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death. And I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. So multiple like those, not just one person. And I'm like, man, even don't even, don't even pray for those people, right? If you're a Christian, that that kind of stirs you up a little bit. And, and uh, maybe you ask the question, why not even pray for them, for that person? Well, I want to answer that today. But let me touch on the first part, the, when he says, if you see a fellow believer sinning in the way that does not lead to death. In, this, in the whole book of John, he talks about that we are, we are all sinners, that there isn't a person in this world beside Jesus Christ that haven't sinned. And he said, when, uh, if, you, if you say that you haven't sinned, or even if you say that, no, man, everything is, is, is good with me, you're already kind of lying to yourself because we all have issues. And, 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 and first of all, this book was written to a believer, right? If you see, and especially this verse, it says, if you see a fellow believer, not somebody who's struggling with the concept of God, but somebody who is a believer, somebody that's maybe close to you, somebody that you know. And it says, if you, if you see him sinning in a way that does not lead to death, in the way, and, and this word, in a way, it's more of a, a lifestyle, a journey. It's a way. And so he says this, that every believer sins. Number one, every believer sins. But if we're capable of confessing our sin all throughout the book, and we 
are capable of acknowledging that we have sin and, uh, and we can come before the Father, then he is faithful to forgive us and restore us. So it says that you should pray and you should give that person life through a prayer. Through, you say, God, please help that person. So number one, the sin that does not lead to death is, is a person, a believer, right, who acknowledges the sin, who confesses the sin, that who stumbles anyway, we all stumble, doesn't matter whether you're a pastor or, or not, but that, any, that's, that means any sin that's in your life that you have a way to acknowledge it. And when usually you don't see a believer far, far away from you, somebody's close to you, that you see struggle. And John says, if you see him struggle, you're already close proximity, you should pray for him. Not, don't pray within a distance, don't make a distance, you know, I'm going to pray for him quietly. But no, 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 you should come to him and say, I see you struggling with this, but I see you confessing it. I see you, you acknowledging it. I see you, you're struggling and I see you fighting for it. So let me share something with you. I struggle maybe in a different way. I struggle maybe in the same way. And let me pray for you. Bible says, if I pray for you, God is with us. So let me pray for you and encourage you through my prayer and ask the father to give you power overcoming. Okay. Now, when you pray for that per person, you are already in a close proximity. You already see him sin. Like I said, you already have a relationship with that person. So make that prayer personal to restore that person. Now, sin that leads to death, that's the person, that, that's the thing that I really want to talk about. So sin that does not lead to death is any sin that you, you can acknowledge it, confess it, fight it, and ask God to forgive you. And then he says, all right, come together, pray for the person, and together help each other overcome. That is a sin that does not lead, lead to death. Now, sin that leads to death. But there is a sin is that leads to death. And I'm not saying you should pray for those who commit it. I mean, he goes even a step deeper. There's a sin that leads to death and don't even pray for that person. It's like, wow, why not even pray for that person? Let me take you through the book of, of first John to understand it because what he does within this book, every chapter, it's kind of like a steps. He leads it to the chapter five and in chapter five, he summarized the whole thing. And he says, here's the sin that does not lead to death. Here's the sin that does lead to death. So he begins with chapter one and he introduces Jesus as the father, as God, as, as a final authority and, and, and introduces us as children. In first John chapter one, he starts with this. In Jesus, there is life. In Jesus alone, there is life. You are his child. And, and as his child, child, he says, you don't make a practice of sinning. And he says this. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on sinning in, spirit, in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, he introduces God as light, as everything, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So he introduces two factors. 
relationship with one another, the close proximity, and the blood of Jesus can can really cleanse us from all sin. He starts with sin. He talks about sin all throughout the, the first book of John. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and are not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar. He goes even step further, acknowledging and saying everybody sin and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. That's why I said the sin that does not lead to death is any sin that we are capable of acknowledging, confessing, and because of Jesus, he can forgive us. He also starts also saying in this in the chapter one, he says that we are his children, that he is he came from God. Jesus came from God. He is a final authority. Now, so chapter one, he says this, that Jesus is God, that we are his children, that we are sinners. All the world have sinned except Jesus, that we live in his light. We, we come into the from the darkness into the light and we don't make a practice of sinning or live in sin. And that is the key word. I want you to remember that. He all, first chapter, second, third, fourth, he mentions this over and over and over. He says a practice, a living, it's a style, lifestyle. We don't make a practice of sin or live in sin, but we confess sin. So that's how he starts chapter one. Chapter two, he starts with this. My dear children, I'm writing this uh, to you so you will not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus, the one who is truly righteous, the only one. He himself is sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Now he takes the step two and he's saying Jesus' sacrifice is enough for the whole world. The whole world, if, if the whole world will realize that they're doing something bad and they're hurting themselves and they are capable of acknowledging Jesus as the Lord, as Christ, as the one who made a perfect sacrifice and, and acknowledge their sin and confess their sin, that Jesus is powerful enough to forgive the whole world. It says every knee will bow. You know, it's, a, it's a something to think about. Every knee will bow. There's, there's going to be one day that every knee will bow, that, that God's going to, his power is going to go so throughout the world that, that there's, there's going to be a revival. People will understand that he is the only one. And that's what he's saying. Step two, that his sacrifice is enough. But in order, to weigh, in, in, in order for us to live that, that way, he says also this, if someone claims, I know God, all right, if you see a fellow believer, hey. Okay, I know God, but does not obey God's commandments. That person is a liar and is not living in the truth. So he's saying, listen, as a believer, we need to not only speak or say things, but we need to live in it. But those who obey God's word truly, so we have to know God's word in order to obey his word, shows how completely we love him. And that, that is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God, should live their life as Jesus did. So he said, not only that you are a child of God, but you have to live like Jesus and you have to obey like Jesus. Yes, you, even though when you're trying to live like Jesus and obey like Jesus, you will still fall. You will still, there's going to be time that you will sin, but you have to 
run the race to win, right? Paul says in, 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 uh, in other books, our life is, I want to be living like Christ. It's not my words, it's my actions. And to live and obey like Jesus, you need to do what's written next. He says in chapter 2, verse 7, he says this, Dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment. I'm not bringing something new, something out of ordinary for you. Rather, it is an old one you have had from very beginning. This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before. If anyone claims I'm living in the light, but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in the darkness. So he make a mention of two people. A people, someone that, that is sinning, but acknowledging the sin. And someone that's saying, I'm living in the light, but yet hates a fellow believer. The whole book he almost talks about two different people. There's somebody that's saying, I'm living, I'm good, I'm fine. And somebody's saying, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm striving to be like Jesus. Yet, I'm falling down. Yet, I'm sinning. But I'm trying, to, I'm getting up. And I'm, live, I'm trying to live like Jesus. So he says this, to live, you live like Jesus and forgive each other. Then he says later on, I don't have time to read it all. Then he says, don't love the world. Jesus said, Jesus said, I came to fulfill my father's will. So, so he says, don't love the world. Then in the same book, he says, be aware of people who will lead you astray. He says, there's going to be those people that will lead you astray. So uh, to kind of summarize chapter two, he says, I don't want you to live in sin. But when you sin, Jesus is perfect sacrifice. He is enough to cover that sin and to cleanse that, that sin. Confess and he will forgive your sin. Live like Jesus with your action. Love like him and don't love the world, but we be aware of people who lead you astray. So be sober-minded. Know the truth. Don't just go wherever you want to go in this 2021 year. It's the first podcast of 2021, but know the truth. Know where you want, where you're going. But in order to know the truth, you have to know the Bible. And in order to know the Bible, you got to open that Bible. Now, in chapter 3, he continues and says this. Anyone who continues to live uh, in, in him will not sin. And that's, uh, that's chapter 3, verse 6 and 8 and all the way to 19. I'm not reading everything. So he again, talking about sin in every chapter. Anyone who continue to live in, in him, in Jesus, will not sin. He makes this distinct distinction that, that, that you will live a better life, a different life. You will stumble, but that sin will not affect you because Jesus' sacrifice is enough. Anyone who keeps on sinning, you see that? Again, he makes a distinction between two people. A person who keeps on and the person who commits a sin, yet acknowledges, confesses it. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is, who Jesus is. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, simply, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family, we are his children, do not make a practice. Again, he's mentioning the same thing over and over. Practice of sinning. Because God's lives is in them. So they can keep on, so they can't keep on sinning. They can't keep on living constantly in that. Keep on, practice, keep on, practice. That's what he says over and over. Because they are his children. Now, dear children, let us not merely say that we love one another. Again, a different person who just says it, but not living it. Let us show 
truth by our actions and our actions will show that we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before God. I'm reading everything from NLT translation. Now, he says this, don't make a practice of sinning in this chapter. Dear children, let us not me merely say that we are living, that we're loving, but let's show us with our action. Let's show how we live with our actions. He says, don't make a practice. When we make a practice of sin, we, we show that we belong to this world, to the devil. And don't just say, but do. Let's show it with your actions. Now, then chapter 4, he again warns us about false prophets or teachers like he did in chapter 2. If you read that whole book in chapter 2, you will find it that he warns us, don't love the world and, and be on the lookout for false teachers that will come in and say whatever your, your itching ears want to hear. Now, as uh, that's in Timothy, that phrase, itching ears, but that's, that's uh, uh, what, I'm, what, I, what I said. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. Now, in chapter 4, again, he warns us about the false prophets. Kind of exactly how he did in chapter 2. He says there's going to be those people that, that will lead you astray. So he's going, kind of he's reiterating, he's saying the same thing and saying, hey, beware of false teachers. And then he says this in chapter 4, verse 17, 18. It says this, as we live in God, as, as, his chi as the children of God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. As the children of God, we don't need to be afraid of the end. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. He's saying the same thing over and over and over again if you read it carefully. Such love has no fear. And that's where we have this famous verse saying such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. But also that love grows. And the way that love grows that expels all fear is when we live like Jesus, when we live our life with our actions. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all, all, all fear. If we are afraid, it is for the fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced perfect love that comes from Jesus. So in chapter four, he says this, don't listen to everyone knows the truth, the word of God. When Jesus will come back, we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. And perfect love will cast all fear, all fear. So every book, I'm getting to the end of it all. And now we're in, in chapter five. In every book, one, two, three, and four, he, he portrays these two people or two different lifestyles. He says there is, a, there is a person that keeps on sinning, but yet just saying, I'm good, I'm living in the light, I'm fine. And then there's a person that, 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 that sins, that stumbles, but he fights. He confesses it. He acknowledges it. And the one who is not keeping on sinning, but confessing and reminding them, themselves about the truth that we are his children in him. There is life and he is a perfect sacrifice. That person, if when he sins, Jesus will forgive. Jesus will. It doesn't matter what sin. Pray for that person because he acknowledges it. Now, but there is a person that leads to death. Here's the, here's the, here's the kind of the end, end of it all. And now in chapter five, he talks about sin that lead, leads to death. And, um, and now, now in, in chapter five, verse 18, he says this. We know he almost summarizes chapter one, two, three, and four. 
And he says this in, in verse 18, chapter 5, verse 18 to 20, 21. We know that God's children do not make practice of sinning. Same thing that he said in the past. For God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot touch him. You belong to Jesus. You live your life with your actions, not your words. Then we know that we are his children, children of God, and that the world around us is under the control of evil one. We know that we are separate from the world. We do not live like the world. We are children of God. And we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. Children of God have a mind of Christ and know we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Everything done through Jesus. The new life is through Jesus. He's the only true God. He is eternal life. He makes a statement. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. That word place that starts living. That, that's, a, that's, a way that, that, that's a way that you keep on sinning. That's a lifestyle. You, make, you, you take something from this world and you make a lifestyle. So he summarizes almost all the book in those verses. Now, let's go back to our questions. Two questions that I presented in the beginning. What is a sin that leads to death? And why not pray for that person that committing it? Listen to me very carefully. Sin that leads to death is any sin. There isn't a sin, a singular, that leads to death. Sin that leads to death is any sin that you make a practice of. And not acknowledging it, not confessing it, but, but you've embraced it as a lifestyle and you're suppressing the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the sin that leads to death. Someone who is a believer but chooses to live in sin with no consciousness or suppressing his, his or her consciousness and, and, and no acknowledgement and no confession. Someone who is willingly know he or she uh, that, 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 that they are sinning, but yes, again, just suppressing it. And why, why we suppress it? Maybe due to the culture that we live. Culture says, well, it's okay. Everybody's living like that. Oh, you don't have to get married. You don't have to do this. And you're suppressing it due to the culture. You're suppressing it due to your friend's lifestyle. You're suppressing it due to, well, if everyone around me, I, it's okay. I think it's not a sin anymore. And that's the sin. Sin that does, does not lead to death is a person who acknowledges fights, yet struggles, but confesses it and said, Lord Jesus, I'm down again. Help me. Forgive me. A sin that leads to death is any sin. The person just says, well, it's part of my life. I, I still believe in Jesus. People say that today. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm okay with Jesus. He's a good man. He's a Lord, but yet, yet make a practice of sinning. Why? And what is the reason we don't pray for that person? Number one, because we need to restore that person. That person is a believer. It was, it was written for a believer. That person is a believer. And we need to lead him or her back to understanding that sin that they are committing, it's hurting them. 
It's not hurting them in their physical life right here, but it's hurting their mind, their heart, and putting a separation from Jesus. And when we lead them to understanding what they're doing, we need to, they, we need to lead them to acknowledge that that is a sin. And when they acknowledge that, 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 okay, that is a problem, then we pray for that person. Because if you pray without leading them to that understanding, leading them to, to understanding that it's hurting them, you can pray all you want. They're still going to keep on sinning. They're still going to be living with the sin that leads to death. But if we lead them back to Christ, if you see your brother sin, restore brother, right? Restore your sister. That's why prayer won't do anything until you explain to them. Paul and Timothy, as I close, said this. He said, preach the word of God. Be perfect whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently, correct, rebuke, and acknowledge. And I, I did a podcast on that. He says three things, correct, rebuke, and, and acknowledge. Your people with good teaching. Who's your people? Believers. Now, they, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to the sound and wholesome teaching. That is, that is the time today, 2020. They will follow their own desire and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. How many teachers on social media right now just telling you how to live a lot? Oh, just, just pick somebody that you like. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. We follow some people cluelessly, carelessly, just because we, we, we associate something with their, their lifestyle. How many teachers are there right now? How many teachers teaching us how to live? How many people just saying, man, just do whatever you want. Live a lot however you want. It is fine. Indulge. That is, the, that is the, the, the time that we're living it right now. But he says this. Remember, you need to do three things. When you see a brother sin, sinning or a sister, first you need to correct them. You need to lead them back to the understanding that what they're doing is hurting them. Number two, rebuke. And re that word rebuke is to open their eyes, to show them way out, to give them a first step and lead them to confess it to the understanding that it's hurting them. And number three, encourage them. And how do we encourage people? A lot of times we encourage people with prayer. Hey, let me pray for you. Let me agree with you. I struggle too. I'm going through, 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 through time tough, uh, uh, tough time. But let me pray for you. And let me ask that God would give, them, would give you strength to overcome and lead you through one victory, another victory. And yes, you will be in the valleys. Yes, you will sin. But you will overcome with the blood of Jesus Christ. So sin that leads to death is a sin that you make a practice of, that you're okay with, that you acknowledging is part of your life and you're suppressing it you're not, you, and, and you don't want to confess it. You just made a part of your life. And sin that does not lead to death is a person who's struggling, who's falling, but saying, you know what, Lord Jesus, help me out. Help me out. And little by little with actions, your love will grow and you will be able to look into the fear and just say, you know, fear, you ain't going to be stepping in. You're not going to be in my way. I'm going to go right through you. I'm going to live the perfect life that God has called me to live. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine and you be gracious to you. Turn his face towards you and give you peace as you go into 2021. Don't make a practice or a lifestyle in any, 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 any sin. But acknowledge it. Confess it. And may the Lord Jesus Christ help you overcome it. 
in 2021.